Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled, What Are You Expecting? What are you expecting? When I look back over the year 2022, I look at the things that I've lost and I look at the things that I've gained. I think about the people that I lost. And I think about the people that I gained. I think about the connections that I lost. And I also think about the connections that I've gained. And I notice that in every aspect of my life, God remained faithful. He remained true. The promises that he declared over my life. Some of them I'm walking in now. And some of them I have yet to set my foot in. So I'm expecting. (laughs) A move of God. I'm expecting. Him to shift some things. I'm expecting to walk in more of his promises more of the blessings more of the the open doors more of closed doors like I am expecting something and the word expect means to believe that something or someone will come soon Let me say that one more time. To expect means to believe that something or someone will come soon. The biggest thing and one of the major things that the enemy does but not just the body of believers but with people period is to try and convince us to not believe or not expect God to do it. And how does he do that? He does it by magnifying the moments or the times that we may have felt that God did not come through. Or when trouble has uh, presented itself and we faced trials and issues and situations and things that happen in our lives it can very well cause you to question if there's even a God at all but his track record his track record alone is the evidence and the consistent reminder that he is the God that created the heavens and the earth. That he is El Shaddai, he's Elohim, he's the the high priest, he's the God over all gods or with this entire world he is God he is the governor 
the comforter, the counselor, the protector. He, he's up there. And he can't be, he can't be touched. <laughs> and I look back, um, I look back over my life and I think of the moments when I have cried my eyeballs out <laughs> and it's not that I didn't call or reach out to people in those in that particular season of my life. But he would not allow anybody to answer the phone. But it it's in those moments and in those seasons of my life where I met a side of God that I hadn't met yet. So I expect I expect him to continue to make good on every promise. When you give God, when we give God back his word, he honors his word. And he promised to take care of us and you may not have everything that you want and all of your desires may not be in the forefront of where you are that you're actually sitting in that now but are you expecting it when I think of this I think of Daniel and I think of his life and how he was in a place where he expected God to move in Daniel um, chapter 6 it talks about him being in the lion den and it talked about how um, uh, King Darius was the ruler uh, over Babylon. And he, he loved David in a sense of he could trust what David did. And in the process of him, you know, trusting what David could do. He made David the leader over all of the kingdom. And believe it or not, when he made Daniel, did I say David? If I did, I'm sorry, but I'm talking about Daniel. But he made Daniel um, the ruler. And so in the process of him making him the ruler, there were those who were in leadership roles who 
were pretty much jealous of David. And so they went to King Darius. Let me just go to uh, chapter 6 for you. And let you know, it's in chapter 6 and it starts at verse 1 all the way um, to 28. And I'm not going to read all of that. But um, it says, in, let, me, let me go to... Um, um, Four, verse four, chapter six, verse four says, then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn him on. He was faithful, always responsible and completely trustworthy. And that's what the king loved about him is that he could trust him to do right by every assignment that he had given him. So they concluded our only chance to find to of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. So what they began to do was worship King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors and governors. I want you to understand that they were strategic in explaining to him. That we are all in agreement, we administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that the that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, expect to except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel, Daniel's house. Look, this, look how messy this is. They went to his house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the dens of lions? Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. And see, in this particular situation, he because he was king and because he signed a law, Daniel had to face the consequences of breaking the law that the king had signed and put into place. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you.
A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. <laughs> Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out anguish. Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent his message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he would endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule would never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. What did I read that for? I read it to let you know that Daniel expected God to be who God said that he would be in his life. He trusted the God that he served. He trusted the God that he prayed to three times out of the day. He trusted the God that provided for him. He trusted the God who, who made ways out of no ways for him. He trusted God. He trusted God when it was not favorable. He broke the law because he trusted God. And when he heard about this law, he went back to his God. He didn't go and try to reason with the, the, the accusers. He didn't go and try to reason with King Darius. He did what he always did. And that was expected God to do the impossible. I don't know what you lost in this year. I don't know who came in your life and walked out. I don't know what connections dissolved. I don't know what doors were closed. I don't know the nose that you received. I, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not aware of it. But God is still sovereign. He's still a miracle working God. He's still a provider. He's still a counselor. He's still the royal in which we serve under. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. I don't know what else to say to to get you to be at peace in knowing that you can expect him to do greater. I don't know what to say to increase your expectancy in God. But it does not matter to you or to me if we set the alarm clock. If God doesn't want us to wake up, then he won't. I go to bed expecting to wake up in the next morning because there's still purpose in my life. I believe him to do what he said he was going to do. He honors his word. He's never made a promise that he not fulfilled. This is our last week of this year. And I'm expecting, I'm expecting a move of God like I have never experienced before in my life. I'm expecting some shifts. I'm expecting some breakthroughs. I'm expecting open doors. I'm expecting because I believe him to be God. And when trouble comes, The consistency in my prayers and the consistency in your prayers has got to remain. I can't tell you how many times, even in doing the podcast, I'm like, God, I'm obeying your voice. I'm honoring what you've placed on the inside of me. I'm doing it. I just want to obey you. I want to make sure I'm in in right fellowship with you. I want to make sure that I'm doing what is pleasing unto you. I want to make sure I want to make sure that I'm honoring what it is that you asked of me. This year This year, I literally went back to the day that I told God yes. And I did not know what all, what all this year's carried. But my yes remained it. Because I belong to him. 
I expect him to to do for me what he did for Daniel. Because I believe that he can. I pray for you that your expectation in God will increase and that you would hear his voice clearly for you and that you would not allow what you have lost and what you have endured to taint or cause you to forget what he has already done. Go back and read Daniel chapter 6 and see how see how he provided for Daniel. Daniel was in a den full of lions. Think about it. He, I'm talking about full of lions. And he made it out. And you, I can only imagine that he had to be concerned because he went back. He went to God and was and was talking to God about the law that was in place. But it did not change his routine. It did not change his relationship with God. And one thing I think I love the most, even in that, is that he did not hide He did not hide his time of prayer. He was in his home. He could have easily maybe went to a, a, a secret place or, or, or a place that probably nobody could ever see him. And he probably could have covered his mouth and, and went to a space that nobody w- would, would find him just so that he can... He can offer up a worship to God. No, he he did it where he always did it. And that was in his home. But the accusers came to him to find fault. And what he did in the safety of his own home. That's what. I love I love that because he trusted God in a way and and that lets me know that he had a relationship with God. He had such a connection with God that nothing wavered even when he was under pressure. I'm telling you the beginning of this year. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you the stuff that I face, man. Oh my goodness. And that thing drove me so close to God. My relationship with him and your relationship with him. We can't waver under pressure. When pressure comes and we find ourselves somewhat at the end of a road. You have got to know. We have got to know. 
that God can pave ways. And he can pave a way of escape. When there is no exit. (laughs) He can provide that. Because he is God. And because he is sovereign. And because he is loving. And because he is kind. I am asking you, what are you expecting? He is God enough to honor everything that he said that he would do when it concerns your life. So take this moment, take this year, take the rest of this year and write down the things that you are believing and you're expecting God to do in your 2023. Notice that I said you have got to expect him to do something. You've got to expect something to happen, something miraculous, something unbelievable, something amazing. Because he is God. What are you expecting?